now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Justin Mukungule. Justin had a near-death experience in Zambia where he encountered angels and heard the voice of Jesus, and today we're going to talk about it. Justin, thank you so much for being my guest, and welcome. I'm great so much for hosting me. All right, if you don't mind, let's just start on the day your NDE happened and go from there. All right. Uh, it was the, in the year 2003. Uh, that was February. Uh, it all began with uh, a dream. I had a dream. And in the dream that I had, uh, I saw a black mamba charging against me. Uh, while uh, that this was while I was doing some some trading at the market. Uh, when that happened, I knew very well. I understood very well what it meant. Uh, being a prophetic person, I realized that God was speaking to me that there was some kind of danger coming ahead of me, some spiritual danger, some spiritual attack. Um, or I would say witchcraft attack. But because I was so involved with labor, you know, with, with market labor, I, I couldn't find time to really pray as I was supposed to pray. Uh, I knew I needed to fast against what God had shown me would come to, 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 to pass in my life. It only, take about, it, it only took about... Uh, a week or so, when um, I was working and I felt a terrible headache and a fever, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of uh, the whole story. Mm. Uh, for a few days, I, I, I really suffered uh, pain all over my body. I, at some point in time, began to bleed, uh, pass out, pass out, passing out blood. Uh, this went on, I think, for three days. On the third day, which was 2nd February, 2003, the pain became so unbearable. It was so painful that I wasn't comfortable to sleep. I wasn't comfortable to stand. I wasn't comfortable in any position. And so it was so unbearable. And around the midday, this same day, my wife was um, outside uh, washing clothes and I was just uh, alone in bed. While you know, I was feeling this pain all over me. At some point, it became so unbearable. The pain concentrated on my at the lower part of my spinal cord. Unbearable pain. And um, I just made up my mind, you know, to to submit. I made up my mind to submit. To, to, to the pain as I, I lay down. 
Uh, all of a sudden, I translated into the into the spirit. All this was happening in the in in Indola. If you look at our map, uh, Zambian map, you see a city called Indola on the Copper Belt. By then, that's where I, I was residing. When I was in the spirit, I found myself in our native land. If you look at our map, you see Ndola. Our native land is Mpika, to the northern part of Zambia. This is a place where I was born and where I lived with my grandparents. That's where I found myself. And uh, I knew it was, it was different. I knew it was different. As I stood there, I recognized the place. You know, one thing I discovered is that when you are in the spirit, you are able to see the physical world clearly. You are able to see the spirit world, the physical world very, very clearly, and you recognize the places. So I recognized the place, and as I stood there, wondering what was happening, I looked at the distance and uh, I saw two men. When these two men saw me, they began to run after me, and I realized I was in danger. And a thought entered, just popped into my mind. It was like an opinion about what I should do. And it, I just thought I should lift myself up. And I did. Surprisingly, I did. About 10 meters high above these people. And uh, they looked up and were very, very astonished. It was like they were seeing something they have never seen before. So I tarried for some time. They were still gazing at me. And then another thought came into my, 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 my heart to proceed with my upward journey. At this moment, I didn't even know uh, where, where I would be going, but it was like a, a guidance in the spirit, receiving a guidance. And I'm sure I, it was by the power of God. So I began to ascend. I would like to mention that as I began to ascend, I, was, I began to see the, 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 the earth, with its vegetation and landscape remaining behind. I was looking at the earth. It was remaining behind. The distance between me and the earth, you know, kept on increasing. I saw the earth. I saw the earth that it's a globe at some point. I could see that it's a globe. I began to see the earth the way we see the moon from a distance. Velocity increased. 
at a certain point, I, you know, in space, I saw a number of, uh, a number of things which are, I think, worth mentioning. Uh, I saw particles that move around, rocky particles that move around. I saw um, what I just tried to, 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 to guess. It's, it's, it's one of the, the smaller planets. I don't know if it's a, if it's a Venus, I don't know if it's a, it's the moon. I don't know, but I saw a smaller, you know, a planet as I was ascending at a very very high velocity this time. Uh, as I proceeded, at a certain point, I just uh, felt like I was wrapped in a, a garment of peace, peace. Peace, I would describe unspeakable peace and joy. Joy that I've never felt in this world. This world cannot offer it. And at this juncture, I had slowed down. And when I looked around, I saw that I was actually surrounded by spiritual beings. These spiritual beings were in circles. As far as I can remember, they were not less than five circles, not more than seven. Just somewhere between five to seven circles of spiritual beings. They were dancing, they were playing music. So systematically. I looked at them. I don't know how to describe their faces, whether I would say handsome or beautiful. I've never seen such faces before. I've never seen such beautiful, such handsome faces before. So peaceful. You look into their eyes. You see kindness. You see compassion. You see love. You see joy. That you cannot see in this world. It was peace unspeakable. When they smile at you, it was so peaceful. So full of joy. As they were singing, as they were dancing and smiling at me, these beautiful faces, I asked a question. I remember I asked a question. I didn't even know whom I was asking, but I just asked a question. In my mother tongue, there is a, there is a, a, lang a language we call Bemba. That is my mother tongue. So in my mother tongue, I asked, I said, Wushema Ozaya. And what that means is, are these angels? And then I heard a voice whose, you know, you can 
a voice you cannot tell where the direction it is coming from. A voice that fills the universe. I heard the voice answer me in my mother tongue. Eh, my angels. Meaning, yes, they are angels. And immediately, there, there was a divine communication in my spirit that it was Jesus. At this juncture, I also had another guidance. And the guidance was to proceed. So I had to proceed with my journey. I began to travel upwards until I began to see the angels remaining where they were stationed as I ascended higher and higher until I stopped seeing them. As I moved up and up and up, I reached a place. I reached a place where I stopped because there was a barrier. It was like a wall and um, I don't know how to really uh, explain it, but uh, all I know is it looked, it looked like snow or it looked like material, you know, made from material that is like a, a fine sort, white, you know, white fine sort. It was more or less like a rock, but more or less like snow. I don't know how to describe it. So I stood there, not knowing what to do because there was no door, there was no gate for me. So as I stood there, again, a thought came into me to try to enter. So I tried to enter and surprisingly, I entered and I was inside. So this barrier could not stop, you know, my, my new nature from getting into the inside. I entered into the inside. When I entered into the inside, I found what I would describe in our language today as a reception. I would say that could be the, the most convenient uh, word. I would call it more or less like a reception. And there was a long table extending from where I was standing to the other end. To my far left, I saw two beings dressed in white. They had white garments. And they didn't seem to pay attention to me so much. It's like they had some work to do. I noticed them and I stood, as I stood there, I looked, you know, in my front, I saw a cave, a, a, a a passage, like an ark. It was a passage, like an ark, like you know, a tunnel, you know, caved in a in a rock, in a white rock. 
at this time, Brother Jeff, everything was white. The two spirit beings I saw were in white. What looked like a table, a long table was white. All the material, all the walls was white. As I stood there, not knowing the next thing that would happen to me, I saw spirit beings coming from that very tunnel in two queues. They were coming until they reached, you know, near the place where we were, we, I, I was standing. I noticed that each one of them had what looked like a plate and the plate was white. They were all dressed in white apparel. I looked at their faces. They were beautiful. They were beautiful. They were handsome. They had faces similar to the faces that I saw, you know, that the, 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 the angels, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the first angels I encountered were in circles. The way they appeared, this is how they also appeared. This is how their faces appeared. So beautiful, so peaceful. I looked into their eyes, you see kindness, you see compassion, you see love that you I, I've never seen in this world. They were so peaceful. So now each one had a plate, a white plate, and they were coming to, to the reception. So the first one, went to the table where the two angels stood. I saw an angel with uh, what I would call a fork or a spoon, whatever it, I mean, the instrument, but he was getting some, some white food stuff, putting on the plate of each of these uh, uh, spirit beings that I saw. These were human spirits. So in short, they were collecting food. One would collect, then he would come and pass where I was, look at me and smile. It was so, when they smile, just like those angels I saw, when they smile, oh my God, it was peace joy, ah, you know, something you cannot, you know, I don't have words in this world to describe the joy, to describe the peace that these human spirits I saw possess. So the trend continued, each one would collect his food and go, each one, and before he goes, he would look at me, smile at me, and it went on. Now, in the midst of all this, it was like 
it's a voice. This voice was in thought form. It was like a voice saying to me, look at the point from which you entered. So I tend to look at the point from which I entered. And when I saw the point, then it's like this, this voice now said to me, on earth, you are dead. So when I heard this, I turned around in order for me to join those spirits I saw, those human spirits I saw. I found all of them were gone. And I stood there not knowing what would happen next. So as I stood there, the next thing I saw was the two angels, those two angels who were distributing food. They brought three human spirits, which were unglorified. I don't know how to describe their nature, but they were dark beings, unglorified dark beings, three of them. They were just, you know, there was no grace. <laughs> they were just thrown in front of me. And when I looked at them, I recognized the three of them. These three human spirits were actually three cousins of mine. Three cousins of mine with whom I fellowshiped whilst they were on earth. I lived with them. We ate together. They were my relatives. I preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. One of them believed in the Lord. And along the way, he decided to go back into worldly pleasures. These two others, they kept on postponing the decision to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And unfortunately, the three of them, by the time I was having the, this NDA, they had already died. And now I am seeing them while I'm also dead and I'm standing before them. One of them, the one who had believed and then backslid into worldly pleasures was so uncomfortable. He was the most uncomfortable. If anything, he was weeping and crying and panting for life. It's like somebody's missing peace. They had no peace. So as I stood there looking at them, then one of them spoke to him and said, what do you want? What do you want him to do for us? Then he said, 
whilst weeping, I want him to give us food. I looked at them with, with grace and I, I opened my, my hands. When I opened my hands, I saw some, some, big, some fruits falling off my hands. And uh, they began to, to wrestle for, 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 for the food. And during this happening, during this happening, I just felt like there is a suggestion in my heart to turn back and come back. And so I turned and I saw the point at which I entered into that cavity of heaven. And I came out. And when I came out, I was in the physical atmosphere again. And I began to descend. I began to descend. Velocity began to increase until I reached the place where the angels that mounted a reception for me. I found them in circles, still singing, still dancing. This time around, I just passed through coming back to earth. And I was, as I was descending back to earth, I began to think because I was moving at a very, very high velocity. This time around, I knew I was descending to earth. I even began to, to wonder or rather to, to worry about the safety of my legs. I was, I was afraid of crash landing, you know? So as I was coming back, I just, you know, found myself alive and I was on my bed and the pain, that excruciating pain that I had was completely gone. I was completely healed, completely peaceful. I woke up, I tried to check if it was real. It was real, a person that probably 30 minutes ago or an hour ago was in pain, terrible pain, was dying. I was completely healed, completely healed. And um, I, I, I woke up, I went to, to, to the living room. My wife came in. She found me seated and then she said, Joshua, Joshua came, Joshua is my firstborn son. She said, Joshua came and he was calling you and uh, he said that uh, you were not answering. 
I didn't even tell her that I, actually I had I had died because I was overwhelmed. I just knew probably the Lord kept her as an elderly person to come in and find me in a state of death. So the boy called me twice. I could not answer. So my wife never checked on me until I came back. It was a miracle. I was completely healed, completely healed, completely peaceful, completely no pain in my body. I believe in divine healing. I believe God heals the sick because he healed me. I believe now that um, it's now beyond believing because I went there. It's beyond believing. It's an experience. I went there. I saw those who believe in Jesus, that they are in peace. I saw the reality of the existence of the spirit world of God, his angels. I heard the voice of the son of God. So it's to those who believe in Jesus, who are part of this audience, I want to encourage them. The experience I had is not some form of hallucination. I died. I died and I went to heaven. I saw the angels of God. I heard the voice of the son of God. I saw the righteous and how peaceful they are. And I saw my three cousins, my heart breaks. I saw them. They have not made it into the peaceful place of God because they rejected the gospel of the son of God. This is my experience, brother Jeff. Thank you very much for sharing your experience. I want to go back to the beginning and you had a dream of a black mamba, which I believe is a snake. Yes. And do you normally have prophetic dreams like that? Is that something common in your life? Yes. It's something that I experience each time there is a spiritual attack. Hmm. When I see that, I know there is a spiritual attack looming. The snake is a symbol of demonic powers or witchcraft. Is it common for you to fast after you have one of these dreams? Yes, it's very, very common. In fact, I resort to fasting immediately. I see uh, such a dream. I resort to fasting Hmm. to cancel the spell in the spirit. Do you think that the spell comes from somebody else on earth or from the spirit world? Yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, I would say satanic spirits can be the cause, but also witches can, can be responsible. Demons can attack directly, can attack you directly or they can attack you through through witches. Did you ever happen to find out what your illness was? The, or to find out medically? Actually, immediately I had the 
I had a fever because it was it 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 was so it happened so fast. Uh, I thought it was malaria. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was malaria, but within a short period of time, I began to feel uh, like uh, there was a you know fire in my tummy. It, it was like a churning, you know, mm. and um, it, it was like a, they, they have put chili in my tummy, you know, in my stomach, and um, I began to bleed. I began to bleed Im- immediately, passing out blood and uh, uh, feeling a lot of pain. I realized it was not malaria. Mm. Uh, in my second day, it was worse. On, on the third day, that's when I, I, I gave up. At first, I thought maybe you had meningitis because you were talking about pain in your spine, but then the bleeding kind of doesn't go with that. Okay. I, I never had a medical checkup. I never had a medical checkup. But all in all, it began with the, uh, with uh, a dream that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I looked at the prophetic dream, my conclusion was that uh, it was a spiritual attack. Mm-hmm. Though I cannot throw out the the the, the idea of meningitis. You said meningitis. Yeah. <laughs> because- because I never took a medical right. a medical checkup at that point. The three cousins that you saw in heaven, were they already dead on earth? Yes. By by the time I was having this experience, they themselves were were dead already. Did you know that they were dead before this experience? Yes, I knew. They were very close relatives. Very close. They were my first cousins. Mm. Mm. So I knew they were dead. I knew they were dead. Are most people where you live in Zambia Christian? In fact, it's more like, more or less like Zambians are born Christians. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, <laughs> we are. Zambia is a Christian country. Uh, almost everyone calls himself a Christian. But we, we, we all know that Christianity goes further than that. You have to have a relationship with God uh, with, with, uh, through Christ. But uh, uh, religiously speaking, Zambia is a highly Christian country. Hmm. Everyone, when you ask anyone who tell you I'm a Christian, uh, Muslims are just, uh, uh, I think, uh, a percentage in our country. Hmm. So how does this experience change you? This experience really uh, affected me uh, very, very, you know, positively uh, in the sense that uh, it solidified my stand as a Christian. Uh, before then, uh, I had faith in God. I had faith in the gospel that we have received. But after the ND, 
I think now what I believed became an experience. What I hoped was real. Now I know it's real. When you talk about the reality of the existence of the spirit world, for me, brother Jeff, it's not, it's no longer just a belief. It's an experience. When we talk about the reality of the kingdom of God and the existence of Jesus Christ in the heavenlies today, it's no longer just something I believe. I heard his voice. I saw his angels. I saw the righteous, those who have gone before us in faith. I saw them. So the impact is so much that now I know that what I believed is reality. That's under. Uh, you know, it has made me, you know, I think become more radical. More radical in terms of love. Love for God and love for my fellow human beings. Do people in Zambia talk about NDEs very much? Or is that something that's kind of forbidden to talk about? First of all, let me start from whether I have uh, I've been sharing. Uh, I think I did a lot of sharing with my my relative, a few of my relatives, and uh, I think uh, uh, my closest friends. It's now that I'm opening up to start uh, testifying about this great event that uh, happened in my life, and um, I have I have heard the stories. Uh, people have told the stories of uh, their NDs in Zambia. Uh, and uh, one of them uh, uh, was uh, a wife to my friend. Uh, when she got sick, I was privileged to be called upon uh, to go and uh, see what was happening. And uh, while I was there, uh, praying for her, she passed on. She passed on, and whilst we were uh, driving to the hospital, there were the husband and uh, the mother were crying and were weeping. And uh, I decided to stand in the gap trusting God to, to stop this death. Uh, by the time we arrived at, at the hospital, casualty, she came back. She woke up and held my hand and she screamed and she said, you are a prophet. Uh, before we, 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 we could talk to her afterwards, I, I, I didn't know what she meant. But um, when she fully recovered, then she began to explain what actually happened. She told us at that time she had walked out of the body and she was seeing the mother crying. 
she was seeing her husband crying uh and uh, she decided somehow she decided to go somewhere and when she left she she found a place where she found uh a very beautiful place with you know flowers and uh, so it it was like a garden to her so beautiful so beautiful and uh, she saw you know uh, small beings uh, I, would, I would say children she saw children uh who were so 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 in they were in peace it was also a joyful place uh, but while she was she was there it was like somebody just pushed her to send her back then she she came back to consciousness so i was privileged to 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 listen to 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 such a testimony and um, a number of others we have been hearing people testifying yeah it's real and uh, i think zambians understand that they are indies that's great some of the people that i talk to from some countries they don't really like to talk about it oh um uh, it's uh, all i would say is that it's not very co- it's not a common feature in, in our society but it's something that you know you 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 hear uh, from one individual to to another but it's not something which is a very uh you know uh, which is the a common feature in our society but it happens people die and come back at first when you went to the place that was all white i was starting to think that you went to what some people call the akashic records and some people will describe it as being like greek or romanesque with like columns did you happen to see anything there like that I think for me the way I describe the the place that I I saw <laughs> it was much more like a, much more like a reception uh to this place where these people you know came from those people that uh, the human spirits that uh, that came there was not so much of uh I, I would say more more revelation apart from that yeah I think he, the 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 major reason for 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 me maybe was just to for the lord maybe wanted me to to see the reality of uh, the spirit world and uh, the departed spirits who rest in Christ and uh, the consequences uh, for those who do not uh, uh, sleep in Christ and uh, also just the, the fellowship of, of his angels. This is what I, I experienced. Since you were a spiritual being at that time and everybody were spiritual beings or angels, do you believe the food being on the plate was really just a symbol for knowledge or something? Yeah. Uh, In my little knowledge of scripture, 
<laughs> I thought maybe when I came back, that is when I came back into the physical world. I, I, I thought, I thought, could that be manna? Could it be that these people in spirit form also they have spirit food that they they eat? Could it be manna? Or is it symbolic for something I don't understand? Because uh, I nobody explained to me uh, what really these things meant, but uh, this was just now my speculation. Uh, after I'd come back in the physical, uh, not so sure what it means. Do 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 they need some spiritual uh, nourishment in the spirit? Or it is just a symbol of some wisdom, knowledge, as you put it. I, I really uh, don't know. I don't, I don't understand. Hmm. I can only assume. Since your NDE, do you notice that you have any special gifts that you didn't have before? Since my NDE, I think... Uh, my gifts which I exercised before uh, are still the same except that I think they, they operate at at a higher level with a deeper conviction. Now, as I mentioned, I, I really see visions. I really see have dreams, receive messages in dreams. Sometimes I would be, I would go into a trance. And while I'm in a trance, I would probably see a vision or I would hear a voice speaking or uh, there are times when I look up to the stars. And when I look into the stars, I'm able to read the message. There are there are so many messages you know, locked up there, and I would be allowed to read what I'm supposed to know. That's all. I, I do have such experiences. Do you feel like being there is just as real as being here, or was it more like a dream? When I'm in a trance, sometimes, you know, I, I, I might think I'm, I'm in the physical, because I am still justing wireless today, conscious of myself. And uh, but by the time I woke up, I I I woke up from from slumber or from uh, from the, the the trance. Then I realized, oh, it was a trance. But wireless, I'm there, and what I'll be hearing and what I'll be seeing, it is real. What about heaven? Did heaven seem just as real as here on earth? I knew I was, um, because I was privileged to, to, to be in the physical domain. I am in the spirit and in the physical domain. In the physical domain, for, in, for instance, I was able to see the earth. I was able to see the physical Clearly, as I, as we see it when you're in the body, 
when I found myself in, a, in, in my native land, I, I, I recognized it. I knew that was our place. And uh, I also had the experience of being in the spirit in the heavenly, you know, uh, part of the world. Brother Jeff, before I was told, I, I knew I was in a strange place. And before I was told that on earth I had died, um, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I wasn't conscious of the earth anymore. Until I was told that on earth you are dead. That's when I realized that I was uh, in heaven and uh, that I had to join my colleagues that I saw. When you were in your native land and the people saw you and started coming towards you, do you think they saw you as a ghost? In my, the assumption that I have, because these people are not friendly, they were coming to harm me. So in my simple understanding, I, I concluded that they, these were responsible for, my, for the destruction of my body. And uh, because as they were coming to me, I saw them with uh, uh, what appeared to be matches. So, Again, after I came back, I just assume what really happens in the spirit. Why did I see those people with matches? If they had, you know, harmed me, what could have happened? Could I have come back? Or well, that could have been my death forever. So I assume that they were also in the spirit. And uh, these were the people responsible for, for the spell of witchcraft to, to destroy me. Uh, I had a background to, to, to all this that was happening to me. Uh, I knew the people that I had been wrestling with, you know, people that were practicing witchcraft in my family, uh, my grandfather and uh, his son. But by the time I was ha having this experience, uh, my grandfather had already passed on, but the son was still alive. And uh, in my conclusion, he, he should be one of the people, the, the persons that I, I, I saw. Would you say that he's your uncle? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that your uncle still practices witchcraft and he is, has a personal grudge against you? Oh, he was probably was uh, undoubtedly he was a, a, a wizard, and uh, himself, you know, some time back, himself told me uh, we, we we had a chat and uh, a disagreement, and it, he outrightly told me I can bewitch you, and I told him you cannot bewitch me because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. And since then, uh, we had been wrestling in the spirit. Uh, at one time in 1997, he attacked. He attacked me. 
but thank God uh, the Lord you know, spared me. So there was uh, a rivalry between us. Yeah, because at first I thought maybe you were just being attacked by demons in the spirit world, but now there's a physical person in this world that looked like he wanted to do harm to you. Yes. Uh, you know, witches do uh, not work in isolation. They are, they are servants of, of, of fallen, fallen spirits. Yeah, they are servants of fallen spirits. There are certain things that fallen spirits cannot do without human vessels. Uh, they, are, they are looking for human vessels to use. There are certain things in the occult world that uh, should be done by, by physical human beings. Yeah, but they collaborate because the power that these physical human beings use is the spiritual power from the same evil spirits. Were your three cousins also involved in witchcraft? My three cousins were not involved in witchcraft. Uh, in fact, one of them was a believer who just backslid, who just, you know, lost his faith and just went back into uh, the life of, 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 of wildliness. Uh, but these other two uh, had never made a confession of faith. They kept on just, you know, postponing and uh, they, they were, you know, they, they were just good people, but... Uh, who never received the, you know, the, the, the faith that we have as Christians. All right. Well, I'm running out of time, but after watching this podcast, people may want to talk to you or chat with you on the internet. Are you open okay. to that? And if so, how should they reach you? I am available on the, on the Facebook, I think, at the moment, on Messenger. Yeah. Um, um, Maybe through Zoom, uh, we, we can chat. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that you would like to promote? Are you writing a book or do you have a website or anything? I'm working out uh, uh, something, uh, trying to put all the thoughts together and uh, uh, write a book mm. on the, these experiences and uh, also other subjects of, of interest, uh, Christian doctrine. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message? My positive message to the audience, especially those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to say that their faith is not in vain. They should never, they should never give up. There is hope after death. There is hope for those who believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. After they pass on from this world, there is hope for them. They should hold on. And they should continue to preach. To preach love, to show love, to be compassionate. Because the kingdom of God is for people who are kind and compassionate who love other human beings, regardless of who they are, regardless of their faith, they must love all humans with the, with the love of God. Thank you for that message, Justin, and thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate you, and I wish you a happy new year.
Happy New Year to you and the audience. Zambia is saying Happy New Year to you, please. Thank you very much for hosting me. Thank you. Thank you. And then have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank Bye. you, America. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.